Who am I? A lot of who we are is uncovered in college, right? I love college. We get to try new things. We get to meet new people. And we learn a lot about who we are and what direction am I going to go with my life? I don't know if you students had a chance to be at the club fair on Friday afternoon on the Pedway. There was over over a hundred of the clubs. There's a lot more, but over a hundred clubs were there. I saw the uh, Taylor Swift Society. Now, <laughs> I may not be a part of the society, but I am an aficionado. Um, I joined the fencing club uh, and the archery club. I think ever since the movie Robin Hood, I wanted to do both. Um, and I joined the Tecmo Football Club, which plays the 1991 version of Tecmo Bowl on the old original OG Nintendo, right? So now the goal in college is not just about having a good time, but there's a lot of good times to be had, but to learn about ourselves and about the path that God has for us. You, you could say that we are all asking the question, what was I made for? Or maybe we forgot to be happy, but it's something we are made for, right? But with so many options, sometimes it can be overwhelming and there's a lot of pressure to, to figure it out. But it's, it's, it's the right question to ask, who am I and, and where, where am I going? Jesus asked his disciples today, who do people say that the Son of Man is? He's saying, who, who, who do people say that I am? And they give answers that are not too unlike what we would hear today. That, you know, Jesus, yeah, he's some wise person. He said some good things. He, he was a, a, a good man. But then, but then Jesus gets real specific. And he says, okay, that's what they say. But who do you say that I am? And it's a question that all of us need to answer, and maybe even multiple times in our lives, of who is Jesus? I remember when I went to college, I was like, yeah, I know I've always been Catholic, my parents were Catholic, and that's great that my parents said that Jesus is God, but in college, I needed to answer that for myself and say, okay, that's great for my family, but who do I say that he is? And, and I, I wrestled with that, and I, I grew, and I talked to people, but it's, it's something that, that we all need to answer. And if, okay, if Jesus is a nice teacher, well, then I can listen to some of his teachings, and maybe I can even choose which teachings I listen to. And if Jesus is not God, well, then it, it kind of doesn't really matter. He's just one figure among others, and it doesn't really matter, to be honest. But if Jesus is God, then it's time to listen very closely. That, that what he says matters. Actually, what he says matters more than what anybody else says. Even, even at times, what he says matters even more than what I say or what I think. Peter recognizes this. He says, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And what's beautiful is, as Peter recognizes who God is, that God then reveals who Peter is. That when you, when you and I 
recognize and see who God is, God is the one who reveals who we are. And so Jesus says to Peter, you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus reveals, Jesus gives Peter his identity. You are Peter. You are the Pope. Here is your mission. Here is your purpose. And, and as Peter lives his mission in accord with God, it's what's best for all the people around him, even down to today. That when you and I, when we live our purpose, it's not only best for us, it's the best thing for the world. And so Jesus says to Peter, I will give you the keys. Now, the keys, it refers back to our first reading, if you caught it, the key of the house of David. So in those days, in historical times, the master of the palace was given a literal key that he'd put over his shoulder. And he was in charge of the palace's affairs, but also the king's affairs. You could think of him as like the prime minister, that if you wanted to go to the king, you had to go through him, and he would, you know, regulate that. And when the king went out of town on business or whatever, that the man with the key was in charge. That, that he spoke for the king, he represented the king, that, that people went to him if they wanted something. So now Jesus gives Peter the keys. And which is interesting because Peter is 100% human, but Jesus entrusts his church to Peter because Jesus promises to be with him to protect his church against the gates of the netherworld to not prevail against it. That Jesus entrusts to Peter and his successors the stewardship of his body, of his grace. Now, is, is Peter, is he, you know, does he always say the right thing? No. Is he sinful? Well, he's human. So at a personal level, Peter and the popes, yeah, they're, they're human, you know? They're not going to predict the Phoenix Suns winning the NBA championship this year like some of us, but, because then we might be wrong. Uh, but, so the, you know, so there's, there's certain areas where at a human level, like, no, we, we, right and wrong. But when it comes to matters of faith and morals and the guidance of the, the church towards heaven, it's secure. That when you and I, and that's what's consolation for all of us, that there's a lot of different paths, but within the boat of the church, we can be ensured that that's the ship that's going to get us to the eternal shores of heaven. That within the church, if we're safe, that's where it's, it doesn't mean we're not going to get beat up by the world and life, but that's the place to be. That, we're, that Jesus promises that we will not be overwhelmed. That his grace will be with us to sustain us. And so, again, going back asking, who is Jesus? Jesus is God. He gives us his body, the church. Then there's nowhere else I'd rather be. I was catching up with one of our students who, in a beautiful way, walked a journey last year and became Catholic. And he went home and encountered other people who he hadn't seen since he became Catholic. 
And he encountered what a lot of us maybe encountered, that not everybody may be happy with the decision, with our life choice of being Catholic. And I was like, wow, that's, that sounds really hard. And so I was, I was trying to you know, understand and just ask, like, what was that like for you? You know, like when, when people are giving you a hard time for being Catholic, like, what's, what's that like for you? And he just said something very encouraging and inspiring for me that I want to share with you. He said, you know, Father Matt, yeah, it's not easy, but I'm never going to leave the Catholic Church. It's Jesus' church. The Eucharist is here. There's so much peace here. The being in God's church, walking in faith, it doesn't mean that life's going to be easier. Peter's life wasn't easy. He ended up being crucified upside down. But now he's a saint in heaven, interceding for all of us. And so as we come to know Jesus, as we step into his light, as, as I walk closer to Jesus, the light of the world, his light illuminates who I am. His light illuminates the path that he wants for me. And so, yes, there's a lot of paths, but there's actually a most important response of, of drawing close to the Lord that's more important than any other path that we take. It's about, and in the Lord's light, you and I recognize what matters most. I want to I share with you something maybe you heard about, but something very sad that happened this week. Uh, a junior from NAU was working on a bike this week, and this freak accident happened tragically, and it ended up uh, costing him his life. His name uh, was Matthew Greenlee, and I, I tell you about him so that to, to first of all, honor him and his life, uh, but also so that we can pray for him and, and pray for his family and his friends. Matthew, Matthew loved his family, he loved his friends, he loved bikes, but he also loved Jesus. And someone from the Newman Center invited him to join a Bible study. And at least last year, if not more, he walked with a group of young men here at the Newman Center, they weren't even all Catholic, and they, they walked in faith. And they journeyed and they discussed what matters most. And, and they sought the one who knows us more than we know ourselves. His mother shared with me that he had a great devotion to Our Lady. And he wouldn't have liked that when they, when they took him in the ambulance, they, they cut off his little Marian bracelet. And so he's like, I know that he wouldn't have liked that. So they, they wrapped a rosary around his hand in his, his last days. And he had given direction that he wanted to be an organ donor. And he also knew that life is temporary and that it was okay that it was okay for him to die. He had like told his family that ahead of time, written it down, that it's, it's okay. And one of the biggest, the family's biggest consolations was Matthew's strong faith. And the fact that he was able to be anointed and prepared for death. And the mother told me in the hospital, I don't want to lose my child, but I trust God. And I want my son's eternal salvation more than him being here with me. This is a kind of faith that only comes by recognizing Jesus is Lord of life and death. 
Jesus is the God of happiness. That Jesus who gave me this life, which is good, that Jesus who gives me this new opportunity to experience new and exciting things, that that's a, that's a sign, a glimpse of the kind of happiness and joy that God wants for me for eternity. And so those same questions that came to Matthew and so many other people, to Peter, come to each of us. Who is Jesus? And who does he say that I am? And so to help us answer those questions, I, I invite you, this is your Father Matt invitation, your challenge, that to come to Mass for the next four weeks. Come to the Newman Center, come to Mass for the next four weeks, and kind of give God that chance, and then after four weeks, we'll figure out the rest of our lives, okay? So, <laughs> but to ask, say, God, I give you permission to reveal yourself to me. I give you permission to show me who I am. That as we, as we read the scriptures, we, we can hear his voice speaking to us. And that God who shows us that he is love, that he is father, reveals that you and I are sons and daughters. That we're created for a purpose. That are always in his protection. And that he has a plan that maybe some lives are shorter than longer. Some lives have more suffering than others. But every life God is with, walking with us step by step through every decision up and down to lead us to that happiness that we were created for. And so we ask God, God, who are you? Show me who am I and what am I created for?